You're listening to a Chicago Sports Nation production, enhancing your Chicago sports fan experience. Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to Shy Sox Weekly, presented to you by White Sox Nation and Wegren Enterprises. I am John Suarez, along with my co-host, Tony Marchese. Tony, how are you doing today, man? I am doing wonderful, John. How are you? I'd be doing a lot better if I didn't mess up the uh, opening for this episode like seven times, and we're already like 30 minutes into recording. Well, you know, at least you have a good guy that uh, knows how to edit podcasts. So, Yeah, I even butched that a little bit, so we'll see how you edit that one up. But this is episode eight, everybody. Um, we got a lot of good stuff for you tonight. Episode eight, it was only right that we bring on our guests, plural, Section 108, we got, uh, who we got on tonight, Tony? I believe we have Beef Loaf, Cherizi, and My Sock Summer, uh, and it looks like they're just about ready to join us. John, you want to get right into it with them? I'm ready yeah, to go 108-ing. How about you? Yeah, I'm ready to go 108-ing. I got my beer ready. I don't know about you. Oh yeah, I'm ready to go. All right, everybody, that's about time for us to welcome in our guests today. We have My Sock Summer, Cherizi E, and B Flow from Section 108. How are you guys doing tonight? Doing good. Cheers. Cheers. Doing good, yeah. man. Woo. <laughs> Love it. Cherizi just popped the beer. Oh yeah, it looks good. That's some good, good stuff. What beer are you guys drinking on tonight? I know we already talked about it, but I'm let's let our listeners know. This is Cherizi. I'm rocking the Red Velvet from Bader Brow. And this is Beef Loaf. I've got the Hip Hop Beatbox from Bader Brow. And this is My Sock Summer, and I have the Vienna Lager from Bader Brow. Which is a Mexican lager. Uh, yes, yes, it's a Mexican lager, but it's it's I I, I had avoided this beer because I was like, this can't be good. And then I had one, and I was like, my God, this is a really good beer. <laughs> and it's, oh, son of a bitch. Good. Oh, we're still good? Oh, I, okay. I thought oh, the no, computer. <laughs> we still got you. We still got you. Blue screen on us, and I was like, oh, fuck, we're done. Hey, we can cuss on this, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. It's a little, a little late for that question. <laughs> All right. You guys are good. John, what are you drinking on tonight? Yeah, so why don't you tell me what you're drinking on first so that I can just Say my boring plain beer last. Well, I've got uh, I've got Galaxy Hero by Revolution. Uh, their seasonal IPA that's out right now. This stuff is fantastic. And uh, bring it bring it home with what you're drinking. I'm sure everybody's really curious. Yeah, I'm uh, actually currently sipping on our sponsor because I'm like the biggest <laughs> fan out there. Obviously, I'm drinking a Medela right now, guys. Oh yeah! <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> So let's let's start off with this. How do we all feel about the game today, guys? <laughs> <laughs> it was a shit show, but I mean it's a it's a microcosm of, uh, of what this season is really going to be about, or has been about so far as well. I feel like uh, Daniel Polka had a nice two run homer today, right? It was I mean, smoke. he smoked that. Ball. I didn't get to see any of it, but uh, you know <laughs> that guy. I, I want to see that guy play. He is a terrible outfielder. But I, I just I would rather see him play every day than Trace Thompson ever be on the field ever in the rest of my life. So for any so, team. So what do you want to do with Avisel Garcia when he comes back? Well, I mean, Avisel Garcia could still you know he could still nail other players' wives and he could he could play the outfield a little bit. <laughs> I, I just I don't 
I don't know. I don't, I don't feel like Avi's year was real last year. I feel like the Avi that we saw in his first like 1,500 plate appearances is what he is. I don't know. I'll, I'll let Beef Loaf and, and My Sock Summer talk about that a little more. Yeah, I, just, I don't have a strong opinion on, on Avi either way, but I would be playing him. I mean, there's no uh, there's no downside to, to continue playing him and see if he turns into a trade fodder. Yeah, I have no problem playing him at center either. I don't care where they put him. <laughs> no, <he's> def- <laughs> we're definitely not going to want Avicel Garcia in center. No, that's that's the red velvet. It's, song. The thing is, is, is it worth Adam Engel in center? Well, I, I mean, I saw Trace Thompson the other night, like just kind of tap a ball with his mitt. That, that was that was great center fielding. No, I, I I think Avi's. I mean, guys, we, we we're not really a good team. Like I, I hope everybody realizes that, and we've all seen that. It's like it doesn't really matter who's out there, and like we'll see as the years progress. Like we we're pretty stocked with like a lot of outfielders coming up from the minors. Oh, but so way down. We well, yeah, oh, yeah. Down. I just think you know, in, in like in the years coming up, then we'll be all right. We're, I mean, we're still not competing next year. I mean, unless we sign a bunch of people that like make us compete, because obviously these guys are not all there. But that's not just the. That's a little bit over the obvious question there. So well, and I think that the injuries in in, in the minor leagues have also set us back just a little bit. Uh, you hear that that twenty twenty thrown out there. I, I think that's more of our maybe the first year we're contending for a wild card rather than the yes. actual World Series year that that everybody's yeah. expecting. We're one hundred percent with yeah. you on that. Yes, <laughs> and I I think the Cordell injury is really setting us back because I don't think I don't think you'd be seeing what we're seeing in center field right now. If Ryan Cordell was was healthy, I think they would have brought him up, and we'd at least be seeing like a league average center field right now. Yeah. Um, so that's that's kind of disappointing that he got hurt. On that note, I would bring up Charlie Tilson just because like you are playing garbage out there right now. Let's just bring up somebody. Is yeah. he back to hundred percent? Tilson, Tilson. I don't think he ever will be. No, I, I think that, they, they that and he's having he's having like a dog shit year in the minors. Oh yeah, yeah. He's having a terrible year. Like it's but it's it's one of these things where it's like these are the years where you gotta figure out who these people are, right? Like so you gotta you gotta try what you gotta try. Uh and with Cordell unavailable, I mean you're not going down to double A to get Tito Polo. So <laughs> Although I would love someone named Tito Polo yeah, to be a that's a, that's a hell of a name. I could say it. He'd be a one away favorite immediately. Yes, yes. <laughs> he wears number eight. It's like like Spegley fever, but like on acid. You know? <laughs> Great. Yeah. So it wasn't just today's game that was brutal. So uh, stat of the day. Um, what does the number four mean to you guys? Number four. It's uh. The, like the, it's the amount of runs Nate Jones gave up in the ninth inning. I was gonna say <laughs> that, <laughs> definitely, definitely that. <laughs> the White Sox led by four runs in both the Pittsburgh Pirates games and blew both leads and lost them both. <laughs> that's impressive. I Is thought four impressive. was the amount of extra tickets I had for today's game that I could not get rid of. He's <laughs> Should have hit me up. I was off. That would have. I mean. Really, I we, should start putting that though. We were like yeah, yesterday. Start sending those tweets out. I mean, we'll retweet them for you guys. Yes, yesterday's game, we were we were there, and and it was it was four nothing in the first, and Biggins turned to us and said, "We'll be down five four in the second. Oh, and yeah. uh, it was four four in the second. He was very close. He was almost <laughs> right. 
That's that a Giolito start, so you gotta gotta yeah, account what for is, that. Yeah, what is up with Giolito this year? His uh, his accuracy just doesn't exist, now, which is a problem. And I don't know what that is because he looked really solid at the end of last year. He, 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 spring he, training too. Yeah, yeah he looked great, he, great there. He was gonna be there, but Lopez has definitely been better of the two, but the best that we've had all year. James Shields. James Shields. I mean, that's just, and that's no doubt. That's the saddest thing that like everybody <laughs> wants to like get rid of James Shields, and then like he's our best pitcher. The vet. That just shows you how bad our pitching is. <laughs> well, what's even sadder is that I'm like really looking forward to a Saturday evening James Shields John Lester matchup in a few days. <laughs> that's like what I'm looking forward to right now. I. I'm calling I, – I want everyone to – if Ricky Renteria wants to fucking bunt, Saturday is the day. Let everyone bunt. Make Lester field them. That would be I awesome. want to see it. First 15 batters bunt. And, and everyone should steal when they yes. get hurt. Yes. Take I mean, giant leadoffs giant the whole stuff. game. Yeah. Tim Anderson yep. would get so in John Lester's head. Unfortunately, John Lackey's not there anymore, That's... so Hawk can't beat his teeth in with a bat. But that would be awesome, too. I do want to see, I, and you guys just mentioned that I want to see Tim Anderson get under Lester's skin. That would be great. That would be terrific. He's going to pull his Mori dance out on the home plate. <laughs> if there's a guy that could reignite that rivalry, it's Tim Anderson. Yes, there's no doubt. Absolutely. Yep, absolutely. Totally agree with that. He is, he is the A.J. Przinsky of this team. You yep. can feel it already. Tony said it, and, like, I had mentioned it, too, that, like, he was like, this is, like, the most fire we've seen since A.J. Przinsky, but people seem to forget that Brett Lowry probably has murdered people before. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah, but, see, I feel like I feel like A.J. and Timmy have, like, this natural, like, kind of... For the uh, team. Yeah. Them. And I, I think that uh, Brett Lowry was just, uh, you know, he did a lot of speed, What is what it's... <laughs> so, uh, so, I mean... You know, kudos to him for trying to stay on the field. You know, yeah. he's trying. You know, he well, they've was got, they've got, a lot. They've got a little bit of the antagonist thing to them too. Even though Tim Anderson does all that shit with a smile on his face, like right. it's one of those guys yeah. who's giving you that big smile, but it's like the fu smile. Like yeah, that, yeah, 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 he's yeah, such yeah. an antagonist. That thing. makes it worse. Yeah, it's different it than AJ because AJ was behind the scenes. You knew AJ was a jerk. Tim Anderson's out there doing charity, and he's like the nicest guy ever. But when he gets between those lines, he figures out how to twist that. Right, he's, he's walking. <laughs> he's walking out of your girlfriend's apartment, high fiving you, saying, "And say, what's up? <laughs> you better go get some." <laughs> oh my god! So that brings me to a question for you guys: Would you want to see Manny Machado displace Tim Anderson at shortstop if the Sox were to make that move? If Manny Machado comes here, he could displace whoever he wants. Uh, I have no, I have no problem seeing Tim Anderson move to third or center or left field or wherever he needs to be to let Manny Machado play to play shortstop. I mean, that guy is just an incredible player. I mean, like you can, like. But here's the thing: uh, we've never given a hundred million dollar contract out. Do you really think we're going to give out like a three hundred million dollar contract? Yeah. I, I don't. I don't see it happening. Probably not. Nope. I mean, agree with Treasy, but I also see the window shifting a little bit, and it almost feels like they won't go out and sign someone big in the 2018-19 uh, free agent pool. They're going to have to do if they want to be competitive in nineteen. They've got to do sort of a mass signing. They need to sign four or yeah, five guys of, of consequence, yeah. and not one big guy. So I, I don't. 
I actually don't see them dipping their toe in, into one of those big guys, even if someone like, uh, uh, you know, if Kershaw opts out or jumping in on Manny Machado or Hart, I don't just don't see any of that happening. I would like to see them take that three hundred million and spread it across some arms, because if we even if we are hitting the shit out of the ball, if we can't pitch and we can't stop runs and be defensive against runs, we're not we're not going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just don't think it's going to happen. I don't care about being in a position where a guy like Lopez needs to go to the pen because we have so many great pitchers. Right, that's, uh, <laughs> that doesn't seem like a, that's doesn't seem like a bad thing to me. It's, right. It's no, and, and do you guys think that Lopez sticks in the rotation? Because I I have a feeling at this point he's a one to two inning guy. Ooh, I don't I don't Ooh. know. I, I, I I mean I'll let you. <laughs> on this one because I, I don't have a strong opinion on Lopez, but I, I feel like he's a bottom of the rotation guy that's just solid and just gets you like a lot of innings. Yeah, yeah but he so also he has that. that velocity. If if he only if he was only going one to two innings, I think he could really tap into something. He, he does, and, and you might be right there, but I, I think a lot of the way we've been looking at um, starting pitcher versus relief pitcher, some of that stuff, uh, and we're guilty of this too. It's a little antiquated. If you look at the teams that are, are are doing well right now in the major leagues, the Houston Astros of the world, they don't really assign. They have guys who are uh, what you would call horses who will pitch a bunch of innings, but then they have other guys. They have the Lance McCullers of the world that they only want five innings out of. And then you bring in right. Brad Peek and have him throw mm-hmm. two innings. So I think if the White Sox end up becoming one of the smart organizations, I won't hold my breath that they become one, but if they do, <laughs> you're going to be looking at these guys like, this guy gets 10 outs or this guy gets 15 outs and Lopez has at least uh, shown himself to be able to guy who can get five innings for you. Yeah, now, you're right. He he probably could be you know a right right handed Andrew Miller if you if you wanted to focus him on just that you know three to seven outs range. He'd probably be terrific. But I mean, you, the more outs the guy can get, the more we want him to get. You know, so maybe he ends up being one of those guys. He got a little bit rattled today. He gave up the two home runs. I think it was in the sixth inning. But then they still kept him in until he pitched a seven and a third. So, like, he calmed down after. I don't think he gave up a hit after those home runs. So, I don't know. I think he'll be a starter. And, like you said, probably a back end of the rotation starter, especially when we get, like, deeper into this rebuild and, like, the final stages of it. Who do you see being at the front end of this rotation? Nobody. Nobody that's in our organization right now unless it's Michael that That's a question that I think that we were talking about, like, you know, on on Sunday in the Soak. We are just, like, you know – yeah, we can bring Kopech up, but you know what? We still are missing a lot. Yeah. Like, Kopech could go in and have seven great innings, and then it can all be disappeared, as we saw today, you know, in like two innings. And I'm that'll okay. just screw him up mentally if you just go out there and do that. Like, it's probably already screwing up Lopez. But like, Lopez was in line for that victory today. He didn't get it. Right. Listen, he has to accept the fact that he's the new Jose Quintana. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, well, he had the support he had. today. That's why I like him a lot. It was the but like, he has to know that he is the next Jose Quintana. I'm going to lay it down for you guys right now. I'm going to tell you who the number three is in, in the second half of 2020, and it's Dane Dunning. <laughs> I don't know who that is, just so you guys know. <laughs> that was our uh, last guest, like, favorite pitching prospect was what I got out of that interview. I don't know about you. Harry, yeah, Harry, Harry was in love with, with Dane Dunning, and, and Dane has done well down there, but – I'm really excited to see how Alec Hansen comes back from his injury and what he has to do. I'm, I'm pretty high on Alec Hansen. He's throwing off a mound, right? He's throwing off a mound now, isn't that correct? Yeah. Yes, he is. 
Rodon is too. He pitched a like simulated game today in Arizona. Dude, that's that's who we got to see because he's a great unknown too. Like we don't really know what he can do. So here's here's why I love Dunning though. Dunning is is a Comiskey Park pitcher. He's he's a sinker baller by trade, and then he has multiple pitches because different coaches wanted him to do different things. So he's got the He's got the sinker ball, and then he's got a curve and a slider, right? So he's got a big mix, and the, the sinker ball is huge in this park because fly ball pitchers we have seen get absolutely rocked. <laughs> so you got to be a ground ball pitcher. Like, even if you're a strikeout guy, you got to be a ground ball pitcher, and I think that's going to be key to him. He's never going to be exciting. He's definitely going to be middle rotation, and you're going to be like, oh, it's a Dane Dunning game. This is going to be garbage, and we're going to win. <laughs> Three classes, though. Great glasses. Love the gags. Can't hate someone that has gags. Well, can we do a 108 Dane Dunning when when Dane Dunning starts? We all come in in the in the goggles. Love it. That's a great can idea. Do that? Oh, totally. Book it. Book it. I wear my beer goggles to almost every game. <laughs> <laughs> but I will wear extra goggles for that one. All right, guys. Well, I want to know how the 108 came to be and. and and what you got you guys out to the park every day? Give us a give us a history of the 108 for for anybody who doesn't know. <clears throat> All right, so I'm going to take that. This is my sock summer. Back in 2012, I invaded this the area of Bridgeport, and my girlfriend at the time was friends with, or, well, Beef Loaf and Cherizi. I had started my own blog in 2012 because I was unemployed, and I started it as my sock summer. And I wanted to do 50 games for under $500, which now isn't really that big of a deal because you can get a ticket for seven bucks for every game. But back then, the cheapest ticket without fees was about 15 bucks. Being there, I lived like four blocks away. I used to go down there and scalp tickets and blah, blah, blah. And then started, you know, I did that and started meeting up with these guys, you know, pregame, postgame, and just having a lot of fun and drinking with these guys. And then in 2004, I took a year off after 2012, and then around 2015, I, I shot this video that's on YouTube um, with the guy flipping off the wave, which uh, made a it was a huge viral hit at the end of 2015. And Beef Loaf at that point was like, "Hey, you know what we should do? We should bring Black here blog, and we should start doing stuff." You know, and I was like, "You know what? It's a lot of effing work." Is what Hold I said. Hold on, my sock summer. I don't want to cut you off, but yeah. you want to. It wasn't that video on a little TV show that some people might have heard of before. It was. It was just on ridiculousness in 2000. What it was 2017, and I yeah, like in November, and I literally, and I'm not even kidding you guys. I still get deposits into my PayPal like every other month of like 200 bucks. Like they just keep spending me money. That's it's just, awesome. It's one of the greatest things, especially now. I'm a stay-at-home father, so I don't like. Get a lot of extra coin, but then I get like two hundred bucks for doing absolutely nothing. And like you know, I hopefully the IRS doesn't listen to you guys because I don't know if I'm supposed to pay tax on that. I <laughs> <laughs> haven't seen that dude to even buy him a no. beer. No, he's, yeah, he's, he's never been on my He's never been back. That man. And I there's a blog I did it on the My Sox Summer blog where we talk about him, and then I revisited it last year and talked about it. It's it, the guy walked in with a one of those reusable shopping bags. And was just pulling food out of there, like like a literally a legit sized burrito, and just ate it. 
and then like pulled out a sub sandwich and just ate it. And it's like then he was pulling food out of there like it was, it was a fucking magic show. It was amazing. <laughs> and like, yeah, I mean, the blog is out there. Like, people can read the recount. I don't want to like bore everybody, but like, literally, that wasn't the first time that he had done it. That was probably like the fifth time. And like. We're like getting shook out of the drunkenness, like going, "Oh my god!" And I'm like, "I need to record this." And uh, yeah, and I, I, the first time I recorded, I recorded it in a portrait, and I was like, "God, yeah!" And then I flipped it the landscape. You did it one more time, and yeah, the rest is history. It just blew up. It was nuts. It was a fun time. I was sitting in like the stands the next night, and was getting phone calls from LA people wanting to buy the video, and I was like, "This is just crazy." <laughs> Yeah, and the, and the the actual the 108 piece of it. I mean, like, so this is crazy. Um, what the hell's going on out there? Oh, don't worry, drugs, bro. We're, we're in the city, bro. <laughs> I was gonna say they're they're down in Bridgeport. <laughs> people are trying to feed their kids. Wait till the ghetto birds start flying. is trying to keep people down. So, all right. So, anyways. Sorry. So, so yeah, this no, this, you're fine. Like the, the 108 itself. So I mean, like, you always hear people go like, "Oh man." Like, if I ever had money, I'd do this or I'd do that, you know. And like, and the first bit of money that uh, me and Beefloaf, me and Beefloaf are brothers. In case people don't know, um, like blood brothers. The first, the first time we had any bit of like disposable income, we kind of looked at each other and we're like, we should we should get socks tickets. We should get some kind of season pass. And it's they don't have it anymore. Uh, they got rid of it this year, unfortunately. But they used to have a weekend pass, right? Yep. Like, so it was. Like it's Saturday and Sundays, and so we're like, let's find the cheapest ass lower level uh, Saturday and Sunday thing we could get. And so we we're right behind the foul pole, and we're like, this is this is our joint. This is what we're gonna do. <laughs> and so we sat there, and and uh, actually our parents were right behind us too. And um, there was two guys in front of us that like we're always talking baseball, and we're like we started chatting with them. And over the course of the season, we became really good friends with them. And those are the that's that's Slumpbuster and Biggins. Yeah. They just happened to be sitting there. We we didn't know these guys before we had tickets. Uh, and the friendship has has evolved since then. We're very close. Uh, we're we're like family now. Um, and we realized like this is kind of a cool thing that we we get to do is like hang out at baseball games on the weekends. Uh, we ended up adding Fridays to those and then eventually season tickets, uh, like full season tickets. And to me, it's not lost on me that like I get to spend an incredible amount of time hanging out at the ballpark with my brother. That's yeah. I mean, that's like that's extremely cool to me. And then on top of it, we have the blog and we do these things and we, we do, uh, do things with Bader Brown. We, we have we have the ridiculous Sunday. So like. That's all extra, you know. Yeah. So like, I, I, it's something that is is extremely special. Like, I, I don't think a lot of people get to have that kind of connection with really anyone. Uh, and I get to do that with my brother every weekend, and it's it's fucking awesome. The brothers, when they start getting, <laughs> yeah. We I was about to say, we, I never knew you guys were brothers. I had no idea. Who's older? Right. Yeah, guess. Guess. <laughs> he will not guess right. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say beef love. I am. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you were actually seeing us on video, you wouldn't have said that. <laughs> who cheers about being older? Beef love. What's that? Beef love. All right. Yeah. True. I said, who cheers about being older? <laughs> <laughs> I just cheers about you getting it right. <laughs> okay. True. Fair enough. 
So that's basically it. And as you can see, I mean, we, we, we've never like, I mean, we bought some t-shirts, we bought some hats, we did some things to try to promote the blog. I go out and do a lot of FaceTime at like the Sox events and stuff and like give out some stuff and talk to people. But like, you know, we, we don't write the typical Sox blog. There's a lot of fan experience stuff in there. But these guys, these guys are really more numbers guys than I am and know people and know things about baseball. I'm more of a, hey, I really like this giveaway and I'm going to write about that. You know, I, there's been so there's so many people that talk about all the baseball stuff. I, I don't need to be that guy. But these guys got at least enough knowledge, a lot of knowledge on that stuff. And plus, they've lived in Bridgeport their entire lives. So they can really provide a, like a valuable insight to like a lot of people around. So you either like our blog or you hate it. That's what I always tell people. It's like <laughs> there's no in between. No one's ever like really mild to it. They're just like, no, nah, man, you guys suck. <laughs> we used, I used to post stuff on Reddit trying to get people to read our stuff. And like the first I, the first guy's comment, I remember that just ripped us up. I, his name was, was Mr. Cobalt. And I don't even want to give him props because he, he, he seems okay now, but he was not okay then. <laughs> he, he was like, Beef Loaf? Who names themselves Beef Loaf? That's a certain- <laughs> It's idiotic. It's all the, dude, the dude shredded my, my post. I forget what blog post it was. We were sitting around. You were yeah. reading it to us. And we're just laughing because we're like, who cares? We don't yeah. care what I want to I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. Someone read one of our posts. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to ask, where? what's the origin of Beef Loaf? Yeah. So, so um, it's actually my, my daughter just saying some crazy stuff or – I, I don't know exactly how it came up, but I'm pretty sure it was something that, that she had just said. My daughter's eight now, uh, but it's something that she just said around the house, and I'm like, oh, wow, that could be a that could be a name. And we, we sort of thought we wanted <laughs> wow. to do um, we wanted to do names just because, especially for Teresa and I. I mean, we have professional careers. We don't know how much of this crazy stuff we want bleeding into like our actual professional lives. So we thought it might be better to have the names. And also, just in case there's creepy people out there, you never know who's out there. That's like, out the window for me. I, there's actually a Cherizy gif at my work now of, of me in the Zubat <laughs> dancing. So it's it's uh, the fourth wall's broken. It's, it's ruined. No, it's been fun. We've had a lot of fun doing it. We're going to continue to like do it as long as we can, obviously. And it's a, it's a hell of a great excuse. Like, babe, I, I have to go get drunk and sit in a hot tub every Sunday. So, <laughs> Especially having a new kid and like being able to get out of the house at least for that those few hours, uh, just get totally hammered, eat pizza, and then go back home. Well, that's what we started doing this year. All the families come over, yeah. we eat pizza after the Sunday soak, and uh, have a have a nice little Sunday dinner. I wake up Monday morning. I'm like, I had pizza yesterday. <laughs> I don't believe it. <laughs> Where do you guys get the pizza from? Uh, it's usually Punky's Pizza. That's Twenty uh, Sixth and Wallace. It's our it's our go to spot. They actually. We have an opening day party that we do, but it's literally just family and, and close friends. Uh-huh. And they actually gave us a bunch of free food for that. As well. I'm was, I was still convinced that Punkies was won in a card game. Because <laughs> so it, it used to be a place called Polly's. And then, like, one weekend I drove by there and it's like, it's called Punkies now. And my buddy's like, hey, my uncle has a restaurant now. And I was like, why does what? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's brand new. I was like, that is not brand new. They just changed like three letters on that sign. Same font and everything. It, it literally is. I, I'm not even joking. It, it looks exactly the same, just a couple letters change. But the, the food's really good. Yeah, so it's very good. And Beef Loaf is being very gracious. 
or to include us in his opening day thing. We do absolutely nothing. It's him and his family, his wife, getting everything together. I mean, the only thing I did was bring over a bunch of beta bro. I mean, that was well. That's that's, that's helping out quite a little bit, but it's your house and like, God, people destroy his house. I and mean, that's why we don't open it up to just uh, all all the Twitter friends, just yeah. because uh, I don't want everyone over trash. We don't want, but we know, do we, enough damage. We still yeah. get 50, 60 people to the party. It's a so. lot of people. It's a fun time. That's when I first met these guys too. They opened I was. House. I was gonna say you guys get a lot of a lot of followers on Twitter, and I'm sure you guys see a ton of stuff at the park. What's the craziest thing that you guys have seen at a ball game? Okay, uh, I'll, I'll let you guys. Go. I mean, is it? Are we including what Wally Money does or not? No, like let's go. Let's go. Random thing that you saw. Either somebody coming up to you guys, or something you saw in the stands, on so, the field, whatever. What What's one of the craziest things that you guys have seen in your years so with season tickets? Here's something interesting from last year. Section 109. We were convinced for a while that there was a gas leak there because. We continually <laughs> saw it. people passed out. <laughs> and there was one game in particular that was, was exceptionally amazing and disgusting. Was There was these two dudes, and I, you will be shocked to learn this. They were wearing Cubs hats. You'll be shocked by that, I, I'm sure. But they were, they were nodding off like – like, it was like, like a third. scene from fucking Basketball Diaries. Like, I was like, did these guys do heroin? <laughs> it was like the third inning. It's like the third inning, and they're like bouncing back and forth. And what we didn't realize during it was that the inner guy, so there was seat one and two, the seat two guy was vomiting this whole time. Oh, hell yeah. But, it was nasty. But he was vomiting perfectly into a cup. And so there was just this delicious cup of vomit that was left behind. And and then you know, it, it did not stay perfect, and then it just got all over the place. Yeah. Um, but so the, the, the great part of this was some poor kid had to come and clean up this idiot's vomit, right? And we said, hey, you know, we had a bunch of people in the 108. We said, hey, let's, let's get some money for yeah. this poor kid Bring who's got to clean up the vomit. And we gave this guy like seventy five bucks. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Like some sixteen year old I mean, kid. That kid I mean, that, like know? that's worth way more than seventy five bucks. But the socks weren't going to give him seventy five no. bucks for that. So he uh, he was he was like obviously in a bad mood. We walked over and said, "Hey, you know, we gave a collection yeah. up, man. Here here's for cleaning up that vomit that is in the section over from us." And he he was very happy. And as soon as he left, some dude walked and took the vomit seat and ate a Sunday there. <laughs> <laughs> we were yelling to him, you're in a bad seat. You're in a bad seat. He didn't listen. It was unfortunate. <laughs> that kid still works there, too, that cleaned it up. And now every time I see him in the bathroom, he's like, I remember you. You're the one that gave me that tip. He was like, yep, yep. You know, the plus, he sees us in the bathroom all the time because we drink like 15 beers again. You know what's another good one? We it, it was also last season. It was the beginning of last season, and we went to, we went down to uh, uh, Shy Sox after the game. Yeah, and we're it was early in the season, so it was cold as hell out. So we're like, let's go down, let's have some food and stuff. And again, again, a Cubs fan sleeping. He's sleeping oh. in the bar, and the the Brewers are playing the Cubs on the TV. We're watching this game. It's in the ninth. The Brewers walk it off. 
So obviously it's a socks bar. Everyone cheers. This wakes up this dude. He looks at us directly at us. And he goes, what are you guys cheering about? That team's in your division. <laughs> I look back at this guy and I go, how fucking long have you been asleep? <laughs> over, over 20 years. He's got a, he's got a serious Rip Van Winkle thing going on. <laughs> I was very impressed how little facial hair he grew over that time. That's the kind of we, – we see stuff like that. A, a bit. Uh, on the regular, I was just going through my phone tonight, deleting old pictures, and I found the pictures of the guy that was in the uh, the little bullpen bar area, like right below us there, who had the tramp stamp. Oh, yes! <laughs> <laughs> like, you see stuff like that? Someone who had a male who has a tramp stamp yeah. is willing to take his shirt off in public and let the whole crowd see that he's got a tramp stamp. I would say our fans especially have been great. Like, the, uh, few and far between, like, they've always been nice. We'll have random Tuesdays where we're just hanging out, and like three people will show up and just start talking to us. It's because they're amazed that we're actually there. And I think that's what separates us too from a lot of different blogs is that we're paying customers that go to games, and you see us there all the time. We're not on a, we don't have a media pass. We have no credentials. We have no interviews with anybody usually because I mean we, could, I guess we could try, but you know. I mean we've we've hung out with Ron Kittle during yeah, the game. Yeah, Ron Kittle. We have a, we had a picture with. Uh, Marlon's man. He's a, he's also yes. technically our friend. M&M's guy. M&M's guy. Yeah, he's technically our friend. Also. But I, the, my favorite fan interaction, we were up at for that um, beginning of the season last year when we went to Milwaukee, and we're in the parking lot. We're parked we somehow parked in preferred parking in Milwaukee, which is the biggest effing scam. And I'm walking out with my 108 shirt, and this guy that parks right next to us. I'm with my wife and my daughter, first daughter, and uh, he goes, "Oh, hey, 108, I follow you guys on Twitter." And literally, my wife was like, oh, my God, people actually know who you are? And I was like, yeah, they, they do. And, and, like, little did she know that we'd been writing the blog for a year. And, like, <laughs> gathering these people. Now she's a regular read, reader, so, like, I, I can't talk as freely as I once did. But, yeah, she, uh, yeah it was. I'm cool. surprised her real question was, oh, my God, this is who goes to Brewers games. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. It's fun though. We've had a lot of fun with it. No, Miller Park's a beautiful park. I've been there for a few. I actually saw, I saw Giancarlo Stanton hit like almost a 500 foot home run there. It was ridiculous. He hit it off that monster video board in dead center. That play, if we had that place over here, we'd sell more tickets. I mean, we really would. Oh no doubt. You don't have to. You don't have to worry about weather ever. I mean, that would just be amazing. That's the video board where they used to do the no cow, uh, more cowbell thing. They did, yeah. They did that, so <laughs> yeah. Eighth inning, right? Or eighth, eighth or ninth inning. Uh, you want to pause there, Tony, so I can go grab a beer and take a piss? You done pissing yet? We just want to know how you guys met. Yeah, I'm done pissing. Tony, why don't you tell them a little backstory on how we met? The first, I think it was four or five podcasts, we actually had never met face-to-face before. So back in February, I don't know when you applied, John, but uh, I saw a thing on Twitter. It said, you know, we're looking for White Sox writers uh, for this site. And I figured, out oh, why not? So I woke up. I was pretty hungover. And I go and take my phone out, and I just write this, you know, brief little blog post article and uh, didn't really think anything of it. Like three or four weeks later, I, I get an email back, and it's like, hey, you've been accepted to, to write for this site. I'm like, oh, cool. So I get this email that you know, explains how to get into this chat room and 
you know, it's like this White Sox chat room. I join, and then John joins, and we start talking about, you know, what are we going to write for the site and, and all this other stuff. And then I can't remember if it was me or if it was you, John, but somebody said, hey, why don't we do a White Sox podcast? And there were, I think, three of us that actually had interest in it uh, from uh, Shy Sox Nation. Uh, he, ru- he actually runs the Shy Sox Nation Twitter. Uh, he was going to join in with us. But we went around with this for like three or four weeks before we actually decided, hey, let's 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 do this. And so John and I kind of were texting back and forth like, hey, what do we want to do? Let's try and find a time. And uh, it was actually St. Patrick's Day, which is, you know, a great day to do this because I was I was yeah, it was I was out all day. That's your guy's day. Yeah. Right. So I'm, I'm, I'm out all day drinking and, you know, I come home and it's like. About 11, midnight, sometime around there. I, I, I can't remember, to be quite honest. But uh, John and I, you know, decide, all right, this is this is our go. We're going we're gonna to give this a go. Let's see how it happens. So we're trying to figure out how to record. Uh, neither of us had any experience recording podcasts, editing, uh, doing any of this. So we get on a, we get on a call, and we hit the record button. And and this we had never spoke to each other on the phone. Everything was done over text. So we we start hitting the record button and we just go. And we're like, let's right before it, we said let's let's try and get an hour. We were trying to get like I I don't remember that. I thought we were trying to get like a half hour. I remember us going like, yeah, we're just gonna record. You know, we're gonna talk about a little spring training bull crap and like we're gonna feed into it and like. I remember you saying, yeah, so we paused, and you were like, yeah, so we're at like 45 minutes right now, and I was like, what are you talking about, 45, holy crap. <laughs> I was a little inebriated as well, so that might have played into it. We found that out. <laughs> well, was that the episode that I went off on Carson Fulmer for like a good five, ten minutes? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Five to ten minutes seems really short, though. <laughs> it seems like it should be way longer than yeah, that. Yeah, you could add more to that, right? Especially, especially around But anyway. Anyway, we paused at 45 minutes. We're like, okay, we're going to close it out at about an hour. And I'm at the 58-minute mark. We're in the middle of like probably like our second-to-last sentence. Like we, we really have a good cutoff point. And my laptop just blue screens, goes completely dead. All I hear in my headphones is like this loud, obnoxious, screeching noise. I'm like, what the <laughs> hell just happened? We had just talked for and like you know almost an hour to fill this episode. I call him back. Like, John, I don't know if I have the file at all. Like, I have no clue. Luckily enough, it was saved there. Long story short, me and Tony, like, we we obviously do the podcast and we connect. Like, I mean, me and Tony have met at this point background for our followers. Like, we're not strangers. Like, I know who Tony is, but... Bulldog uh, Alehouse. Bulldog Alehouse. Yeah, it's official. We're official. So, uh, so, anyways, um, what was weird and what what the 108 guys probably thought was a little weird was Tony went down during uh, was it the home opener, Tony, that you met? Yeah, them? I went to I went to the home opener with my buddy Jake, and we were sitting up in the club level, and I I think I took a picture and I tweeted it out to you guys. I'm like, hey, what's going on down there? And I look at my buddy. I'm like, we need to go down there at some point. And then I saw the picture that. Uh, uh, White Sox Dave was down by you guys, and Billick was down by you guys, and it was actually in. We were going into extras when we saw the tweet that White Sox Dave was down there, and, and the, the guy that I was with, 
uh, also talks to White Sox Dave, and he messages him. He said, are you still down by 108? And believe it or not, White Sox Dave actually messaged him back and said, nope, going home. <laughs> <laughs> it was a soul-crushing ninth inning. I mean, I, I almost can't blame him for that. I mean, yeah. we weren't going anywhere because we still had more beer than we could drink. Plus, I, was, I had already time-traveled to three weeks ahead. <laughs> yeah, literally. So Tony goes down that day, and he meets the 108 guys before meeting me, which is funny. And then I go I – th- I don't even remember the exact date. I think it was like that sa- – it was that Saturday game. It was that Saturday, I went, Saturday, yeah. yeah. It was that Saturday game. I go to the Saturday game with my buddy Gino, and I bought tickets in 107. And I pull up in like the fourth inning. And uh, I'm walking down the like in between section 108 and section 107. I've never met any of these dudes before in my entire life, and I, I don't even remember what I said. I was already a little drunk, which probably helped. But I'm pretty sure I like walked up and I was like, "Hey, 108, Shy Sox Weekly. I'm Shy Sox Janda." <laughs> well, that's awesome, guys. That is cool. Yeah. I mean, like that's it's that, funny here's uh, the the or the origin stories. It's, it's yeah, very right. interesting to hear. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, like just you, you know, you meeting people and and. Finding ways to to connect with other Sox fans like that's the whole yeah that's the whole great thing that we've we've found is like on especially on Twitter Twitter's like the best place for it for us but you you kind of realize like hey if I want to go to a Sox game there's probably guys in this section that, that we could go hang out with yeah like, you could just go I mean like people people will come who are they just bought a single ticket and will come and sit with us and, and sometimes they get like two margaritas. And, and three beers. <laughs> so that that brings up a good point. So on Twitter, you guys actually did something really cool in the beginning of the before the season started. Uh, you guys ran a Twitter tournament of White Sox, you know, personalities. Who came up with that idea? Because I think that was absolutely outstanding. <laughs> Beef all right, I'll, I'll I'll step up and take all the credit because it was yes, my idea. Uh, let me just let you guys know how the how the dynamic works here with the uh, 108ers. So uh, you you notice if you watch the Sunday so Terezi is is pretty much the he's the point man on any videos we do or any audio stuff. You see he kind of uh, he he sort of dominates. He's a witty guy and all this stuff. My Sox Summer is super talented with writing blogs and design and all this other stuff. I have no talents whatsoever, and so when I come up with ideas. These guys mostly tell me, oh, yeah, maybe we'll do that. We're not probably not going to do that. So I probably come up with 10 ideas for, for every one idea these guys come up with. Most of them are horrible. So this idea I'd had percolating for about six months. We're getting closer and closer to March Madness. And so I bring the idea up again and nothing for Terezi. And then my sex number is like, oh, I'll, I'll put together a, a graphic for you for that. So, you know? so, so let me stop you. Don't we have that you brought this up? I, 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 had, I had this in the, the holster for a while that I'd been bringing up. We, I re-brought it up at Because I thought yes. we had it at Baderbrow. Sure we, we were did. way hammered. Yeah. We, and I, I was like, I got to stop uh, you for one second. Because yeah. so, as much as Beeflo says, like, he's he doesn't have any ideas. Blah, blah, That's blah. bullshit. No, he I have is, a lot of ideas. None of them are good. He is... He's a task man. The most analytical of us, right? Like, so, you know, uh, this is Treacy. Me and me and my sock summer, we have like the goofy shit, particularly. True. That's that's kind of what we we do, you know. And beef loaf is 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 all the <laughs> all the all the credit to us as like we know what we're talking about baseball wise. And so he he writes all these articles where it's like, and you've probably seen them where like. 
he's talking about, hey, we should get rid of this guy, or we need this guy, or th- th- this is why this guy's good for this team, and blah, blah, blah. And he does all those, and they're they're really good. And those those are, like, a lot of my favorite people of reads. And then he came to us with this, and we're like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> that's that's not your thing. Let's <laughs> dial it back, buddy. <laughs> so anyway, because we get, we're idiots, we get we get to about a week before March Madness, and I start prodding my stock summer and saying, "Give me that graph, give me that graph." I got the bracket and all this stuff, and I made the bracket. I I wanted to make sure that we had like a one hundred eight bracket because I thought, well, at least if no one is interested in this, we'll at least have fun with like competing against each other. And so he, he makes the graphic and all this stuff. And now, I don't know if you guys realize, but we did play-in games for the very first round. Yep. And for the for the 108 bracket, the play-in game was Cherizi's wife versus my wife. Mm-hmm. So this was like a huge deal in our households. Like, who's going to win this matchup? You know, and the, the, the wives were jockeying for position. They were trying to get people that they knew to vote for them and all this stuff. So we, we float this thing out there. We don't think that much of it. It gets going a little bit. I, I remember we put the blog post out there, um, and I, I go to work. And usually I'll go to work, and I'll check WordPress and see, oh, yeah, we've got, like, that was a great morning. We have 50 views on that blog post we, we put out at 8 in the morning. I look at my uh, WordPress at 11 a.m. We had 600 views on that post already, and I noticed that all the White Sox Twitter luminaries had retweeted it and were, like, way interested in this stuff. So uh, we- I was not even paying attention <laughs> at this point, and I was like, oh, he put up his stupid post. All right. <laughs> A lot of misspelling oh. and no capitalization. I misspelled Jamarcus's name. I'll check back in in May. No, no callbacks to like what we do. Like, hey, this is our blog. You check out our store. We have all these unsold T-shirts that you should buy. And and I mean, it just it, it lit it up. Exploded. It exploded. And and the the amazing thing to me about it all was like there was there was a lot of people that were like just excited to participate in whatever in it but like people were genuinely upset about things pissed like, they were pissed angry seating or that they weren't in there or we so got, you or guys tony, me and tony are guilty how could you not put me in the tournament yeah we're guilty but we we were wait we were way too new at this point in time to even be considered for for any of this but you guys really pissed off one person do you guys follow at shy socks trump Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, here's the thing. <laughs> We're pretty sure we know who that actually is, and he was in the tournament, so it's okay. <laughs> His real account was in there. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know he tried Scoop, to start, Scoop but... City. Hold yeah, on. I was going to say, this is. We're not going to try and get you we guys to, it to, to you, reveal. Yeah. If, if you really want to figure out who he is, just, just pay attention to, to his his kind of uh, demeanor, and then every once in a while you will see an accidental tweet come out from him where it's like, <laughs> I know who that is. <laughs> okay. But, I mean, the thing about the tournament, too, was everyone was really cool about it. So, the so obviously, um, White Sox Dave was terrific retweeting nice. it and, like, uh, you know, giving a bunch of banter to it, too, and, and sort of treating it like it was a wrestling match, which brought so many people to it. I mean, it, it added so many people, but... But people in all the regions were retweeting it and were having a lot of fun with it. And, 
you know, poking back at us, people yelling at us for the seatings and all this stuff. It was a lot of fun. I did like how adamant Billick was that he was not a celebrity. That was that was probably my yeah. <laughs> he even so, came on opening day and to, to tell us again. Right? Us, <laughs> I'm so not a celebrity. Does he get celebrity status after he broke the cup holder? <laughs> that's that's uh, how I felt. I felt to us he's a celebrity, so right. it counts. We'd like to get I, him to sign that cup holder because we'd like to give it away to somebody. I Don't saw him tweet you guys the other day when, or I think it was you, my sock summer. You're like, I'd love to put my drink here, and he tweeted yes. you like Amazon checkout, like two dollar uh, clip on yes. cup holders. That was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> that little motherfucker. He kept telling <laughs> me that I was the face of the 108 the entire. Opening day, he kept saying that. He's like, "You're the face. You're the face." Right You're next face. to, right next to Beefluff and Cherizy. Because I have a fat face doesn't mean I'm the face. <laughs> You're a fat face. Yeah. Hey, when Kitty Lang tells you you're the face of something, you listen. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> sure, he's listening right now. <laughs> I Actually, highly doubt Billick has ever listened to any of our podcasts, but if he tunes into this one. Right <laughs> I'm going to say, have they replaced that cup holder yet? No, it's still no, it's still not there. I was no, there. Yeah, that tweet was like two days ago. My daughter yeah. was looking at it. Like, where the, why is there not a cup holder here today? And it's really hard to explain to an almost two-year-old that some man just broke it because he was angry. So well, people had a really good idea. Too many, we, I, I, I wait, wait, definitely did not wait, think was it that, was that a James Shields start opening day? It definitely it, was. Is that why he was angry? That wasn't Shields related. That was, uh, who did we bring in opening day? God, that's so bad. It was Soria, right? It was, it was Soria. It was Soria, yeah, he freaking blew it. All right, well, aside from all that, um, we were going to try and talk about the Crosstown Classic, which starts, I mean, this is recorded on a Wednesday night, but this is going to drop on Thursday, so the Crosstown Classic starts tomorrow. Uh, how excited are you guys? I don't know if you do anything when it goes to Wrigley, typically. Uh, I mean, like, the, the Cub Sox thing is not that big of a deal to us. I, I mean, like, okay, I get, I get more amped up for, like, Sox uh, Indians or Sox Twins, uh, but I just I have no desire to go to Wrigley for a Cub Sox. No, no, nah, I didn't mean I didn't mean are you gonna go to Wrigley? But I meant like obviously you can't be in the 108 for that series. So like, do you have a watch party? Like, do you guys get together? Like, well, anything like that? here's the thing: they they schedule these things poorly too. Like, I mean, I think Friday's a day game, right? Right. Yeah. Why That's is up. why is Friday a day game? That's I'll, I'll be at Wrigley. I promise you I'll be drinking, but I'll be at work. So I won't really get to hang out with these guys and watch it. Um, he'll be drinking. Yeah, I'll be but drinking. he won't be no, with no, us. Easy. you remember that? Do you remember that? Um, so we used to go to these games. We would occasionally go to the yeah. Wrigley uh, Sox-Cubs games. You were on the rooftop, and then Slump Buster and Biggins were on the rooftop. And then yes. I was in the stadium. We had different rooftops. You had different rooftops. I was in the stadium with Nice Shot Nurse. And Nice Shot Nurse decided that he wanted to smoke in the bleachers and get kicked out. Yes. Remember that? When he got kicked out and he ended up uh, I remember, slugger. I remember all meeting up. I'm wearing my Conseco jersey, my Conseco Sox jersey. Love and uh, I just I, all, all I remember of that night is that you brought out your one buddy who was a, who was a tall, like, blonde-haired dude. 
And I was trying to convince girls that he was James Vanderbeek's stunt double. <laughs> yes. <laughs> From it, Dawson's Creek. It worked very poorly because I had never seen Dawson's Creek. And I didn't realize that there was no need for a stunt double <laughs> in this show. But I tried nonetheless. And and I, I think a couple girls were actually interested. I think we got we, had to, we made almost some love, some love connections there. there. Um, but the thing was, we lost all the Indiana guys at some point. Like they, like they just they vanished into the abyss. Uh, they eventually found their way home, I guess. Because yes. <laughs> yeah. I've seen them since. Assume, I've seen them since. That's right. We don't go to the series. Not big to me. No, I mean this. This year is the first time we're gonna go and get. Yeah. I went last year to uh, the series finale, and I mean, obviously the Sox lost. They won the first two and lost the last four. But the, I mean, I had a blast. I went with my dad, my brothers, and like all my brothers are Cubs fans. Me and my dad are the only Sox fans. So, oh, wow. yeah, it's weird. I don't know. It's a weird situation. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's yeah. Damn, that's that's rough. See that that would make it fun. The what, exactly, what yeah. House divided always makes it fun. What, so I, what, I mean, that's why the Cubs Sox is kind of a big deal, is because my older brother is a Cubs fan. So like yeah. that, it's always been a huge deal to me. Like when the Cubs won the World Series in '06, I was down in Wrigley during Game Seven wearing a Jose Abreu jersey. So like, <laughs> <laughs> definitely may or may not have got my ass beat, but that's a story for another. Time. <laughs> So no, I'm, it, interested, I, I'm interested to see then how do you guys in the 108 feel or how did you feel when the Cubs won the World Series? Were you guys watching? Did you care? Were you involved? Because I know I was, I was ready. I was ready to. I was ready to go off on yeah, anything both. or anybody around me. Uh, this, well, this is quite honestly the worst day I, of my life. I watched every inning of that series with the exception of. I think it was game three. I was in my I was in my hot tub for like four innings, so I didn't. I, that was like the Trevor Bauer start at Wrigley or whatever. I I, I missed that, but I watched all. I was sort of I was sort of expecting um, some rage or some depression or something to come. And when Game Seven ended and uh, the Cubs had won the World Series, I just shut my TV off. Like I was watching any late night television, I went to bed and I had no problems whatsoever. I was, I, to me, it was just another baseball game, and I couldn't give a shit who would want it. I enjoyed watching it, but that was it. Yeah, I mean, I, I was similar to me. Like I, I this is Tracy. I, I was, I was watching the game. I thought it was an incredible series. It was a very it's good, good baseball, the very good baseball. baseball. It might have been the best World Series of all time. That was televised. That was televised. Wow. Take it easy. You did not yeah. say that. I know you've had a lot of beers and a lot of pissing, when but like, take it easy. Don't we don't need to be best series. Of hey, wait, wait, wait. I'm saying with all the with all the Lee, like the back and forth in the later game. I mean, did, yeah, la- actually, no, 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 no. Last series did, might have been. Did the best 2005 series. happen? Were you alive yet, John? See, but like, okay, what I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying in terms of like going to a game seven, going to extra innings in the game. So I don't know. Never mind. That's a, yeah, I mean, you guys are right. You guys are right. It obviously wasn't the best series of all time, but it, I'm saying since the television, it was a great series. And, and I, I remember just I, we got to the the end of the series and the Cubs won, and they're you know they're popping the champagne and all that stuff. And I just and Eddie Vedder's there, and, and my wife, my wife was like, "Oh, let's let's watch the celebration. It's a Chicago team." And I was like, "Ah, oh, you know, I'm just, I think I'm just gonna turn off the TV." And I I turned off the TV, and then I snapped my TV in half and I threw it off my balcony. <laughs> 
I ran across the hall and beat the shit out of some guy who was cheering for the Cubs. And then I just went to sleep because it didn't really affect me very much at all. And I just thought it was it was fine, and that's that's what's going to happen, you know? I'll, I'll be honest. I called off sick the next day at work. <laughs> I, think, I think I did, too. I think I did, too. I didn't even want to be seen in public. It's, it's, like. I was already pretty drunk when the game was going on, but I think after that, I opened up the bottle and maybe did a few shots and washed it down with a few beers. May or may not have, you know, remembered the rest of the night, but the next morning I was definitely sick. That's We call that 108. That's 108. That's that's the Irish flu. You got that. (laughs) And I just just remember getting the text from from, uh, a Cubs fan that worked with me at the time and he he got he, he sent me the message very early in the morning are you coming to work today and i just didn't respond till about noon and my response to him back was fuck you <laughs> <laughs> direct and to the point right my phone, i think i had first the airplane mode with my phone it blew up i literally had to turn my phone off So, in 2005. <laughs> yeah, so in 2005, where were you 2005, <laughs> and the two first people that called me when those Sox won the World Series were Cup fans. And so, I was very happy for those guys that they got to see it. And it was uh, a, a good friend that actually saw it. His father had just passed, like, that year, was out at spring training with him to watch the Cubs. He had a heart attack in his house and passed away there. So it was it was it was awful, but it was nice that he got to see a, a World Series championship, you know, that year to kind of bring him back, you know, that was nice. But uh, yeah, no, I it it didn't really play into anything that in my life whatsoever because we already done it and we we did it in four games and I mean we did we won we won the playoffs in eleven or twelve games it took us twelve it games to win it off. It never it never happened. happened. It'll never happen. It's like come on, yeah, I mean that was. You still can't top what the Sox did in there, regardless of how much people want to tell you the media and like just stupid ass fans. It's just the Sox had a hell of a lot better of a series and just way more dominance. And if you don't see that, you're not a baseball fan. So, if I told you guys how old I was when the White Sox won the World Series, you probably would uh, disconnect the call. We're nine. Nine, yeah. Yeah, probably. No. <laughs> no, I, I was, yeah, I was actually, yeah, no, I was nine. I was, you're right. <laughs> we were not nine. I was nine. <laughs> yeah, I was in elementary school, but I still, I still was a big Sox guy. So that is, that's something that we can ask you guys, because you guys are outsiders. The way I've always looked at us as uh, the 108 is we are the fun, drunk uncles of White Sox Twitter. Okay. Absolutely. We're not like, going to tell you what to do like a dad. But we're like, hey, come over and get drunk with us. Or, hey. But there's <laughs> there's definitely, you know, like, so, like, we will we get give, a take on that? We will give some life advice, though. Like, hey, don't do the wave. Yes. You know, <laughs> don't, don't throw the ball back. Right. Throwing the ball back's the worst. But, yeah, no, I, I if, if I had to give a take on it, that that's what you guys are, and I think that's why you guys have the kind of following that you do. You you touched on it a little bit earlier. You're not, you know, preaching saber metrics 
every no. single day on Twitter. You're not, you know, getting in everybody's face about, you know, exit velocity and all this other shit that everybody else is talking about. You're out at the ballpark. You're having a good time. You're drinking beers. You're putting out good vlogs that talk about, you know, random stuff. I really enjoyed the let's change everybody's walk-up music blog. That you know that's 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 fun shit, and that's what makes you guys you know different and unique. And, and I, that was I that was awesome. my stock streamer joint, and it was so much fun to do because he he assigned us like all our players, and like he said, all right, stick to all the jock jams. And I'm looking through jock jams, and like jock jams is terrible. I got to find something in here that I could actually use. I looked through jock jams, and I was like, man, I didn't like any of these songs when they were out. No. <laughs> They're even worse <laughs> 10 years later. Yeah, excuse me if you hear me uh, crinkling some paper over here. That's me just uh, throwing my notes that I had for Exit Velocity out right now. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've always talked about like how the, the things that you think won't work are the things that usually do work. I feel like yeah. one of our biggest like, – or one of our first biggest tweets – after a White Sox victory, and this is just going back a few years, was, oh, sweet, we won. Robin's going to take the, the team to DQ. Like, <laughs> exploded. Like, and we're like, why do you five likes and 30 retweets on the stupidest fucking tweet we have ever made? And then, like, the stuff that you put time and thought into, people don't even fucking read it or just, like, go right past it. And it's just like, god damn it. You know, like... <laughs> I never knew so many people watched Wheel of Fortune until I posted a picture of us saying, hey, we are People 2 fam, and we got like 37 retweets and like 150 likes. You're just like, this is ridiculous. Like, I don't even want to try to understand the White Sox fan base in certain regards, but, you know, we still keep putting out our good content too, mixed in with the funny stuff. <laughs> I mean, I think the, like, so don't, the, think, don't think too much. That's, that's the point. Don't think too much. <laughs> don't think the example there is, is that, like, People just don't want to think that much mm -hmm. about stuff. Like, I mean, like it, that's, and it's natural. I don't, I don't want to, that. I, that's why I read the Onion more right. than I read the actual sure. news. Yeah, you no know. Problem. So, like, spe speaking of the Onion, did you guys see the article that the Onion wrote about the Sox last week? Yes. Yes. The right. first so, so I want to know. I want to know since you guys get to the park every day early, you're sober, you're yep. ready to go. What positions <laughs> are you guys playing? Well, our, 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 our <laughs> first off, they never those need okay. Our buddy at Beer Bistro, he, he tweeted that he tweeted that us. He's like, "Hey, did you guys see this?" And I was like, "Oh, we don't get to the park till the second inning. We're like the twenty fifth people through there." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, these guys do not go early. I earned I learned very early in the career. Do not like when I'm meeting these guys. Do not ask them to help me come and get an extra bobblehead here or there. They will not do that. They are more concerned with drinking a few more beers before we get there. So on a um, like definitely a bobblehead giveaway, I am riding there solo early by myself, and then I'll catch these guys in like the second usually. Yeah, so this is beef love. So I I live where I can see the park. Good. View. I mean, so does my sock summer, but I'm a little closer. No, he is. You can you got you can really I, see it. So you literally, we sit on my deck. We drink. Uh, Mostly sponsored beer from Baderbrow. We wait till the fireworks go off, and then that's when everyone finishes up their beer and we start rolling over to the park. So when you're that close, yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, we're four, we're four one roadie. That's right. But so when you're that close, you can kind of roll over there quickly. So yeah, uh, we would not we would not have gotten on the field. But that's also sort of our thing. Like uh, the entertainment is out there for us to be watching, and we're not we don't want to be part of it. Okay, so we just took another crack of beer, go to the bathroom break, and we were sharing Chuck Garfine stories. So apparently. You guys had uh, Chuck Garfine down in Section 108 uh, against his will. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, that, that's correct. So uh, we happened to have a, a reasonable-sized group on a Thursday night. It was pretty empty. We actually had uh, a couple beer bent vendors sidling us yes. uh, to make sure that we stayed properly uh, hydrated during the game. Chuck Garfine came rolling up uh, doing the – what he's doing this year, which is sort of different – it's not really sideline reporter. It's sort of mowing through the crowd and and reporting uh, anything that's going on out there. So he came up. He knew who the 108 was, or at least he acted like he did. Isn't that right, Teresa? I mean, he he called us out. He so said, hey, yeah. 108. He said, he starts shaking hands. He says, you guys are a scary crowd. <laughs> <laughs> why why well, is Chuck Garfine not permanently stationed in the 108? <laughs> because this, we're not really TV legal. I don't yeah. think the language well, and the content, you know. And that was something that we didn't talk about with the Twitter thing is that how excited the legit people like Chuck Garfine like was talking about it in his tweets when he first got when we first announced the Twitter thing bracket and then all of a sudden they all like dropped off. They backed they, off a little they bit. They didn't yeah. talk about it. They didn't post anything. They didn't do anything. And I mean I don't know what it was, but you know we, we're just not a uh, we're not a family friendly Twitter all the time. <laughs> How I, far did I, Chucky G go in the bracket? If you remember, he got he got curved stopped by White Sox Dave. It was yeah, White Sox. He got curved stopped. All right, continue. They, they found out on pirating uh, Comcast Sportsnet. So so he came out to our section, hang out for a little bit. So we're getting ready to take a picture. Uh, one of the guys grabbed the 108 hoodie and was having him hold it up. He's like, hey, can you take a picture? And he's like, yeah. I was like, well, hang on. Because I think it was Daniel Palka hit a home run. Yeah. And so he ran. He was trying to – he's like, I'll be right back. He ran. It's like, I got to do my job, guys. Can I? But I can goof off in a little while with you guys. So he ran off, got the interview with the person who caught the home run. He came back. He did utter the words, I got to come have a beer with you guys. Yeah. For sure. But he was still a little scared. If you look at the picture on Twitter, he's holding up the hoodie, and it looks like he's a hostage holding, video. He's holding up the hoodie like he's holding up a fucking newspaper to show that he's alive on a certain day. I think that might be the uh, picture we use for this episode. when we. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait. So hold on. Don't use that picture because Slump Buster's in that picture, and he doesn't do jack shit to get us where we're at. All right, so I, I just pulled the picture up. I just pulled the picture up, and it looks like like an action shot where everybody in the picture but Chuck Garfine isn't focused, and he just kind of like just looked at the camera like, oh, shit. Is this, guy, is this guy really taking a picture of me right now? I don't even know if that's his hand on the sweatshirt, to be quite honest. <laughs> I love I, it though. Chuck Garfine was cool. He was he was very nice in it, like, but I I really think like he was about thirty seconds into speaking to us when he was like, 
these guys will never be on live TV. No, it was, it was just he was. But you guys are on live TV all the time. I, I, I'm pretty sure that uh, John, John isn't John isn't your background on Twitter. The picture that I took it. off my TV. Yeah, I just changed it, but Tony actually caught a picture of like me, Beef Loaf, and Cherizi and my buddy like uh, off of a, it was a home run or something. I forgot. Oh yeah, are we eating Twinkies in that picture? There's. There's, oh, we were definitely a couple Twinkies no because I look pretty bloated. There's, there's, <laughs> there's, there's no doubt that we have been on TV because of you know like the sexual in, but no one has ever put a microphone in front of our faces. No, and the reason I think stems back to the 2006 Bears playoffs. Yeah, I think that's correct. Um, where. <laughs> <laughs> if you heard that, that, that was sounds good. Bad. No, that sounds good. Let's hear it. The other room. We we were uh, we were at Juniors, which doesn't exist anymore. Um, it was we were, Juniors. It was it was, it was a bar like, on like Maxwell and okay. uh, and Halstead. Halstead Maxwell. And they they opened up early for the for the Bears playoff game, and we were all in there. We we're having a great time. <laughs> Maybe overserved. It's 11 a.m. And uh, I remember Harold Ramis walked through the door. That's right. He was going to the game. And he, we were like, oh, Harold Ramis. And he looked in and he pointed at us. And then he left because he was like, I don't want to come here. <laughs> and then CLTV made the huge mistake of going for a Cherizi interview. <laughs> if you thought there was a lot of swearing in Scarface. <laughs> you have no idea what happened in this interview. Did it air? I dropped 600 F-bombs. <laughs> and then when they pulled away the camera, which was obviously not on anymore, I I turned to my buddies. I was like, I can't believe that's going to be on TV. And everyone looked at me and said, that shit is not going to be on TV. <laughs> what are you? Are you kidding? And I was in. I was shocked. I couldn't believe that that was not going to make make the airwaves uh, later that day. <laughs> did you uh, did you did you mail CLTV to try and get like a director's cut of that? Oh man, <laughs> I good did, idea. I did not. <laughs> I would have literally been on their doorstep every morning, like you know my. But I would have pretended like I was blacked out, like you know my buddies told me that I, I just kind of want to see it. Like I don't know, they pr- I bet you they had a, a, a cut of it. I somewhere. feel like that would be an incredible letter now. I don't know if you remember me, but twelve years ago, <laughs> literally. <laughs> I like that. I'll I'll eagerly await CLTV's <laughs> letter. To this week, on Bear, Bears Talk Weekly. <laughs> All right. We were, we talked bears. We were talking about the bears last week too. Harry freaking brought up uh, Marion Barber, and that threw me way off. I was like, this, "Whoa!" This, this is this is this is this is White Sox baseball at its finest. You have to talk about the bears, who are even worse than the White Sox. Now, Tony and John. Now, wait, Marion now, Barber not going out of bounds in that play. Well, that's it's the, the most. It's the most White Sox play. Harry, of the bears. That's history. true. That's oh, very he true. He said that Marion Barber fumbled, but that's no, not the case. No, he didn't he go out of bounds. Stayed in bounds. Yeah, he, he, yeah, no, he went, he went out of bounds. He was oh, he went out of bounds. Yeah, he went out of bounds. He went out of bounds. Stopped the clock. 
Broncos got the ball back, came down and scored. Yeah, that, that was, yeah it was a T-ball. Well, that's how he brought it back to baseball. Tebow. One of the greatest baseball players of all time, Tim Tebow. Has <laughs> <laughs> anybody been tracking what he's been up to? Because he kind of fell off. I'm assuming it's nothing. He's killing it. He's killing it in the minors right now. He's lighting it up. Yeah, I thought he was crushing the last I last I looked at something like that. Yeah, but he's in single A. Yeah, right. Well, I don't know. I'm just making that up. He's in double A right now, and he's batting 247 with a 326 OBP. Well, we just found a wow. new center fielder. Wow, he's right up there. In those <laughs> we just found a new center fielder. <laughs> He can't throw, though. His, his throwing grades for baseball are horrendous. Like, I mean, how can an NFL quarterback be terrible at throwing the ball? He was he was an 87 yards a game guy, too. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't want us to sign him just so the 108 can start T-bowing, but maybe we do want him to sign him just so we can start T-bowing. All right. <laughs> Is that me, still a thing? Let me ask the question. I'll ask the question right now to everyone on this podcast. Do you want... Adam Engel, or do you want Tim Tebow <laughs> in center field? So, Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow, hands two down. I, I, want, I want him to Tebow after every fly ball he catches. If, yes. we're, going, if we're going in and starting games off 4 nothing and still losing them, give me Tim Tebow in center field. <laughs> so why White Sox why? was very excited about Trace Thompson? It's the same reason they'll be excited about Tim Tebow. Give me Clay Thompson inside. So, so wait, wait. Are we talking about a James Shields for Tim Tebow trade? Oh, oh, oh. Let's not give away our best pitcher. They can give us Matt Harvey and Tim Tebow for, for – They can give us Matt Harvey Matt, and Tim Matt Tebow Harvey, for Matt Harvey, got, Matt Harvey got traded today, so it doesn't matter. We'll take Frazier too. Yeah, no, no we'll, take, uh, we'll take Tim Tebow for uh, Wally. We'll take him for cash considerations. <laughs> Listen, Wally's upside is a lot better than Tim Tebow's. <laughs> he had a really good first pitch. He's, he's had a good early season so far. We'll dig into the mound a lot had he, more than Tim Had he Tim not Tebow had scallops was. before that first pitch, he probably wouldn't have been okay. All right, so what was your guys' drunkest game that you've ever been to? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so I guess I guess Terezi and I'll start because we'll let my sock summer get to it. We gave you a, a photo to use uh, to promote this, and then that game is probably my sock summer's uh, drunkest game. But, but Terezi and I'll start with ours. It's it's further back in years. So Terezi, you wanna you wanna lay the groundwork for this thing? Well, yeah. So we it was a we had given um, we had given away some. Some weekend uh, Cub Sox tickets. I think it was a Sunday Cub Sox game to yeah. a guy. Uh, to a guy who was he was doing a uh, he was he was doing a fundraiser for for a friend, and uh, it was he had, the guy had like cancer or something, and he was like, "Hey, could you give us some tickets, some Sox tickets?" And this is when the Sox were actually good, so like Sox tickets were worth something. And also, this uh, guy is is part of the original sort of one away group. Yeah. And Wait, was this the, was this the Rob Adventure era? No, this is pre-Ventura. Uh, this is this was like 2000. I want to say 2010, maybe 2009, 2010, something yeah. somewhere in there. And uh, and we were like, hey, you know what? This is a good cause. We're going to give you some Cub Sox tickets on a weekend. And he was like, guys, that is like super generous. And he's like, you know what? Hey, I have some extra tickets for 
the, the Cub Sox game. It was like a Friday, Friday afternoon. And he's like, I want you guys to come with because I appreciate that so much. And we're like, oh, great. We will, we will totally do that. And we get there and they're tailgating. And he's like, hey, you know, I made some homemade limoncello, which is not limoncello. <laughs> no, it's, it's just lemon flavored Everclear. <laughs> I was gonna say you had me at limoncello. I would be all over that. He, it, it, it was as sweet as limoncello, but it, trust me, it was Everclear <laughs> nonetheless. He had two Oberweiss jugs of it. Uh, we, the probably six of us, and then you know some people, people stopped came by. by. Yeah, people were friends with came by. Drank two gallons of that before the game. We went into the game, and it was a disaster as soon as it started for everyone involved, including the teams. This is the day that Carlos Zambrano got not kicked out of the game, but removed from the game for, like, fighting in the dugout with his own team. Yes. Which was amazing. Uh, the Sox were victorious. It was, a, it was a lovely Sox victory. Beef Loaf did not make it to the end of that game. I did not. <laughs> It's uh, not one of my finer moments. If you guys are familiar with the cotton candy guy that like just screams cotton yes, candy, yes, yes, yeah. yes. I bought, I bought Nightcrawler. 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 I bought a cotton candy from him solely for the purpose of letting him take a picture with me. And he was like, "Yes, I will take a picture with you if you take if you, if you buy cotton candy. I don't want cotton candy." So I get, I get it. I give Beef Loaf the camera which was my phone. He could not figure out how to take a picture. So eventually Nightcrawler just takes off, leaving me with no picture to, to, to show. And I then tried to give away my cotton candy to a child, which... That's, that's <laughs> not a good look. This screams pedophile. Like Jerry Sandusky would have done a better job handing off... A, a, a cotton candy to a kid. Oh, man. It was just bad. I like. I, I handed this to some kid, and her, her father was like, "Yeah, let's. We're, we're gonna throw that out." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> was that when you were experimenting with your beard? Did you have like just the stash, or like? No, I'm I'm clean cut. Yeah, you look like that. You know? I'm, I'm yeah, that's even worse. Decade ago, you know? Yeah. Uh, Tony and John, just just to give you a little context, this is like the top of the third inning. Yes, this, this is early in the game. This is really early in the this game. This is early in the game. And so, so hey, hey, hang on one second. We just got a tweet from Mrs. Beefloaf. She wants to know when you're going to be done. <laughs> <laughs> she should be happy we're not on her balcony. Then <laughs> she wants to kick us off the balcony. Hey, we have neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we then we were, we proceed to watch the game from there on, and in like the fifth inning, Beefloaf turns to me and tells me he's going home. Only I didn't hear that. I just heard that he was going to the bat. All right, let me let me fill in right here because I, I don't know. It, it's it's hard to imagine like why why a grown man would need to leave a baseball game in the fifth inning for no reason. But here's why. You, you ever watch a cartoon when you're a kid and they portray the drunk guy and the drunk guy has like endless hiccups? Like that was me. I had hiccups for like an inning and a half <laughs> that wouldn't go away, and I thought. I'm annoyed by this. Anyone around me has to be annoyed by this. I have got to get out of here. And that's when I told you, I'm leaving. Right. I remember walking like 
I remember a few steps outside the stadium, and this is back when I lived probably like two miles from the stadium. I remember a couple steps outside the stadium. I don't remember any of the rest of my walk, and I remember walking up to my building. That was it. I, I like blacked out the whole rest of the thing. So then we stayed for the rest of the game, and at the end of the game, uh, we decide we need to go to a bar because obviously we haven't drank enough. And <laughs> I, re I remember very little of this trip to down to – we went downtown. We actually went to, like, uh, Alcott's, uh, yeah. like uh, Van Buren and whatever that's on. What, what's now called O'Neill's. It's O'Neill's yeah. now, yeah. And so we, we hit it up, and I was – I literally – I got a beer, and I left. And I got home, and I just remember I was passed out, and my wife got home, and she was surprised to see me – at home and I was like why is this so surprising and it was like 6.30 yeah <laughs> and, and I just, up and bright. yes it was, it was not even dark yet and I just remember being amazed that it wasn't like 2 in the morning and then, and then the next day I had to talk to Beefloaf and I was like hey what happened to you I thought you were going to meet us at the bar and he, you were like I left Two hours before that, so that that was that was the drunkest that Beef Loaf and I had ever been. My sex summer, what was the drunkest you've ever been? My summer, the drunkest I've ever been was that picture that you guys posted of us today, and that began with me walking down to the park to meet a friend. We were, I think, it was post my twenty-year high school reunion, so you guys were probably, well. No, you guys, you you were one of you was negative one because I graduated in '95, so definitely that, that was that was a long time ago. '96 uh, guy, yeah. <laughs> so I met went up with a guy, and he was telling me, "Oh, I'm over in lot such and such," and knowing like how these lot things work or whatever, I I brought down like a bunch of beers, and actually one of the beers I took down was a Revolution Unsessionable, which is like a ten percent. And then I had another like six or seven percenter that I drank looking for my boy. And then when I found him, we uh, drank a lot of uh, Miller Lite at the time. And I ended that that whole experience with him shotgunning four beers before I went into the park. So I walk into the park. I come up to these guys. These guys are, first of all, they're not the drunkest they've ever been, obviously, but we're definitely intoxicated. Beefloaf has a freaking bag on his head for Christ's sake. <laughs> I mean, Terezi was not going to wear that because he already told us earlier he was not going to do it, but I couldn't even get it out of my head because my head's too fat. So I am wasted. I remember getting beers. They're buying beers. I'm buying beers. And I remember looking up and going, God, this is just, I'm so tired. I am extremely intoxicated. I go, what is the inning? And it's in the third inning. And I'm like, this is this is, this is like, a, like a recipe for disaster. Because, like, all of a sudden, all of the, you know, shotgun beers that I just inhaled in the 30 minutes before we walked in the park are starting to hit. And, like, I was messed. So then, <laughs> after the game is over, somehow, miraculously, make it through the entire game. And after the game is over, like, you know, like Treasy was saying before, we weren't drunk enough, so let's go get some more drinks. So we go to Shy Sox Bar and Grill. And I was denied entry. In the show. Oh, no, no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's, 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 let's I don't even know what that was. They're doing a lot better than I can, so I'll let them So we're sitting there, 
and we see so we've ordered our drink already we're, we're, in we're there. sitting there we're having a drink we see my suck summer walk up to the the the, the little the gate there the, and by gate I, five when they asked him one question he took four stumbling steps back <laughs> and then took like three bad steps towards them like he was gonna fall through them and they were just like hey you gotta get out of here and so he walked away and we were like hey where's he going like we didn't realize that he had been asked to not come in so he's walking away and then we text him we're like hey where you at man and he goes oh don't worry i'll be there in a second (laughs) (laughs) and then we see fucking humpty dumpty rolling over the wall on the side all killing all the plant life that that encompasses the side of the 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 wall to the 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 bar and he rolls in and then he just like falls into into our bench and is like you know those guys wouldn't let me in (laughs) that's pretty much 100 percent correct (laughs) and then i walked home after our drinking session there and passed out face first into our couch because it was also five o'clock in the afternoon (laughs) And then when my wife came home at six, she's like, hey, what's up? And I'm like, I'm really drunk. <laughs> Just let me sleep. <laughs> and I don't think I'd gone up and got up and go to bed until like 10 o'clock. Yeah, it was a, it was a fun one. So okay. we have some really good, fun, drunk times over there at the park. But those are definitely the, the top two drunkest, <laughs> two of the drunkest for sure. Yeah. We didn't really get around to the Crosstown Classic. I really don't even think we talked – too much current White Sox baseball, but we still got some phenomenal content from our guys at Section 108. Do you guys have anything else you want to say on? Maybe a little promotion you want to do for your brand before you get off? We do. Uh, we have a, an event coming up. Uh, it's going to be Ju- uh, Saturday, June 16th. It's going to be at our sponsor, Bader Brown. Uh, it's going to be a post game. So the, the Sox play the Tigers that day at 110. After the game, everyone's going to meet up at Baderbrow. We're going to be in the, the gallery room, which when you go up the stairs is to your left. Yeah. It's going to be, right as of right now, it's going to be Section 108 crew. It's going to be the Sox Machine crew. I'm hearing rumors that uh, Jim is going to fly in for the event. And uh, we're going to add some uh, special guests along the way. And, and those of you who went to the Sox Fest meetup, it might be very similar to that. We're not sure. There may be a roundtable table. There may just be us, all of us, crushing beta brow brews and like hanging out and having a good time. So we want everyone to come out to that. Josh Nelson's going to be throwing out there an Eventbrite and potentially a link for some tickets to that game. So if you want to come sit uh, in close to us in the 108, BS during the game with us before we go to the event. Buy us beers. Buy us beers. That'd be really cool. So uh, thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate you having us on the show. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we loved having you guys on, and we hope you guys come on again. We will. We oh. definitely would like to come back Absolutely. anytime Boys. you want. Well, you guys did provide most of the content to the show, so we have we have to thank you. Uh, we love what you guys put out there, especially on With. Twitter. Uh, we loved the the Twitter personality tournament, like we discussed before. Uh, we're hoping, at least John and I are hoping, that we get included in in next year's. Uh, we'll probably get swept out of the first round. It's Very looking quickly. good right now. It's Field. It's looking Spanish good like you'll be in there. Yeah. It's the thought that counts. You can put yep. me as a celebrity like you did Billick. 
right. Well, we appreciate you guys for coming on. Thank you so much for coming on, and we'll, I'll, I'll, yeah, we'll come catch a game, me and Tony together, not um, periodically, but we'll actually come. Me and both and both of us at the same time. I think that would be a pretty uh, pretty epic White Sox game. Maybe maybe we can rewrite history and do drunkest game for everybody that was on this podcast at the same game. <laughs> well, June sixteenth, we're definitely trying for it. Yeah, it sounds good, Tony. Tony, John, thanks so much, guys. Bring those Everclear soaked Twinkies. We'll do it <laughs> <laughs> with a little limoncello. Just a little. <laughs> That's right. All right, guys, thank you. And this was Shy Sox Weekly episode, what, John? Eight from Section 108. And I didn't didn't know we were doing the closing right now, too, with them still on. But all right. Yeah, no, let's close it out with them right here. (laughs) All right, thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Go White Sox. Go Sox. Go Sox.